0: SECTION 31 OF SERMONS ON SEVERAL OCCASIONS, THIRD THROUGH FIFTH SERIES. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. RECORDING BY DAVID LOTUS. SERMONS ON SEVERAL OCCASIONS, THIRD THROUGH FIFTH SERIES, BY JOHN WESLEY. Sermon 139 On Love Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not love, it profiteth me nothing. 1 Corinthians 13.3 There is great reason to fear, that it will hereafter be said of most of you who are here present, that this scripture, as well as all those you have heard before, profited you nothing. Some, perhaps, are not serious enough to attend to it. Some who do attend will not believe it. Some who do believe it will yet think it a hard saying, and so forget it as soon as they can. And of those few who receive it gladly, for a time, some having no root of humility or self-denial, when persecution arises because of the word, will rather than suffer for it, fall away nay even of those who attend to it who believe remember yea and receive it so deeply into their hearts that it both takes root there endures the heat of temptation and begins to bring forth fruit yet will not all bring forth fruit unto perfection the cares or pleasures of the world and the desires of other things perhaps not felt till then will grow up with the word and choke it nor am i that speak the word of god any more secure from these dangers than you that hear it i too have to bewail an evil heart of unbelief and whenever god shall suffer persecution to arise yea were it only the slight one of reproach i may be the first that is offended or if i be unable to sustain this yet should he let loose the cares of the world upon me or should he cease to guard me against those pleasures that do not lead to him and the desires of other things, then knowing and loving him, I should surely be overwhelmed, and having preached to others, be myself a castaway. Why, then, do I speak this word at all? Why? Because a dispensation of the gospel is committed to me, and though what I shall do to-morrow, I know not, to-day, I will preach the gospel, and with regard to you my commission runs thus, Son of man, I do send thee to them, and thou shalt say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, whether they will hear, or whether they will forbear. Thus saith the Lord God, Whosoever thou art, who wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. In order to this, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Forsake not the assembly together, as the manner of some is. In secret, likewise, pray to thy Father, who seeth in secret, and pour out thy heart before him. Make my word a lantern to thy feet, and a light unto thy paths. Keep it in thy heart, and in thy mouth, when thou sittest in thy house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up turn unto me with fasting, as well as prayer, and in obedience to thy dying Redeemer, by eating that bread and drinking that cup, show ye forth the Lord's death till he comes. By the power thou shalt through these means receive from on high, do all the things which are enjoined in the law, and avoid all the things which are forbidden therein, knowing that if ye offend in one point, ye are guilty of all. To do good also, and to distribute, forget not. Yea, while you have time, do all the good you can unto all men. Then deny thyself, take up thy cross daily, and if called thereto, resist unto blood. And when each of you can say, All this have I done, then let him say to himself farther, Words at which not only such as Felix alone, but the holiest soul upon earth might tremble though i bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though i give my body to be burned and have not love it profiteth me nothing it concerns us all therefore in the highest degree to know one the full sense of those words though i bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though i give my body to be burned two the true meaning of the word love, and three, in what sense it can be said that without love all this profiteth us nothing, as to the first. It must be observed that the word used by St. Paul properly signifies to divide into small pieces, and then to distribute what has been so divided, and consequently it implies not only divesting ourselves at once of all the worldly goods we enjoy either from a fit of distaste to the world or a sudden start of devotion but an act of choice and that choice coolly and steadily executed it may imply too that this be done not out of vanity but in part from a right principle namely from a design to perform the command of god in a desire to obtain his kingdom it must be farther observed that the word give signifies actually to deliver a thing according to agreement and accordingly it implies like the word preceding not a hasty inconsiderate action but one performed with open eyes and a determined heart pursuant to a resolution before taken the full sense of the words therefore is this which he that hath ears to hear let him hear though i should give all the substance of my house to feed the poor though i should do so upon mature choice and deliberation though i should spend my life dealing it out to them with my own hands yea and that from a principle of obedience though i should suffer from the same view not only reproach and shame not only bonds and imprisonment, and all this by my own continued act and deed, not accepting deliverance, but moreover death itself, yea, death inflicted in a manner the most terrible to nature, yet all this, if I have not love, the love of God, and the love of all mankind, shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost given unto me, it profiteth me nothing. 2 let us inquire what this love is what is the true meaning of the word we may consider it either as to its properties or effects and that we may be under no possibility of mistake we will not at all regard the judgment of men but go to our lord himself for an account of the nature of love and for the effects of it to his inspired apostle the love which our lord requires in all his followers, is the love of God and man, of God for his own, and of man for God's sake. Now what is to love God but to delight in him, to rejoice in his will, to desire continually to please him, to seek and find our happiness in him, and to thirst day and night for a fuller enjoyment of him? As to the measure of this love, our Lord has clearly told us, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, not that we are to love or delight in none but him, for he hath commanded us not only to love our neighbor, that is, all men as ourselves, to desire and pursue their happiness as sincerely and steadily as our own, but also to love many of his creatures in the strictest sense, to delight in them, to enjoy them, only in such a manner and measure as we know and feel, not to indispose, but to prepare us for the enjoyment of Him. Thus, then, we are called to love God with all our heart. The effects or properties of this love the Apostle describes in the chapter before us, And all these being infallible marks, whereby any man may judge himself, whether he hath this love or hath it not, they deserve our deepest consideration. Love suffereth long, or is long suffering. If thou love thy neighbor for God's sake, thou wilt bear long with his infirmities. If he want wisdom, thou wilt pity and not despise him. If he be in error, thou wilt mildly endeavor to recover him without any sharpness or reproach. If he be overtaken in a fault, Thou wilt labor to restore him in the spirit of meekness. And if, haply that cannot be done soon, Thou wilt have patience with him. If God, peradventure, may bring him at length To the knowledge and love of the truth, In all provocations, Either from the weakness or malice of men, Thou wilt show thyself a pattern of gentleness and meekness, And be they ever so often repeated, Wilt not be overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good? Let no man deceive you with vain words. He was not thus long-suffering, hath not love. Again, love is kind. Whosoever feels the love of God, and man shed abroad in his heart, feels an ardent and uninterrupted thirst after the happiness of all his fellow-creatures his soul melts away with the very fervent desire which he hath continually to promote it, and out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh, and his tongue is the law of kindness. The same is impressed on all his actions. The flame within is continually working itself away, and spreading abroad more and more, in every instance of good will, to all with whom he hath to do so, so that whether he thinks or speaks or whatever he does it all points to the same end the advancing by every possible way the happiness of all his fellow creatures deceive not therefore your own souls he who is not thus kind hath not love farther love envieth not this indeed is implied when it is said love is kind for kindness and envy are inconsistent they can no more abide together than light and darkness if we earnestly desire all happiness to all we cannot be grieved at the happiness of any the fulfilling of our desire will be sweet to our soul so far shall we be from being pained at it if we are always doing what good we can for our neighbor and wishing we could do more it is impossible that we should repine at any good he receives. Indeed, it will be the very joy of our heart. However, then we may flatter ourselves or one another, he that envieth hath not love. It follows, love wanteth not itself, or rather is not rash or hasty in judging, for this is indeed the true meaning of the word as many as love their neighbor for God's sake, will not easily receive an ill opinion of any to whom they wish all good, spiritual as well as temporal. They cannot condemn him even in their heart without evidence, nor upon slight evidence neither, nor indeed upon any without first, if it be possible, having him and his accuser face to face, or at the least acquainting him with the accusations, and letting him speak for himself. Every one of you feels that he cannot but act thus, with regard to one whom he tenderly loves. Why then, he who doth not act, thus hath not love? I only mention one more of the properties of this love. Love is not puffed up. You cannot wrong one you love. Therefore, if you love God with all your heart, you could not so wrong him as to rob him of his glory. By taking to yourself what is due to him only, you will own that all you are and all you have is his, that without him you could do nothing, that he is your light and your life, your strength and your all, and that you are nothing, yea, less than nothing before him. And if you love your neighbor as yourself, YOU WILL NOT BE ABLE TO PREFER YOURSELF BEFORE HIM. NAY, YOU WILL NOT BE ABLE TO DESPISE ANYONE ANY MORE THAN TO HATE HIM. NAY, YOU WILL THINK EVERY MAN BETTER THAN YOURSELF. AS THE WAX MELTETH AWAY BEFORE THE FIRE, SO DOTH PRIDE MELT AWAY BEFORE LOVE. ALL haughtiness, WHETHER OF HEART, SPEECH, OR BEHAVIOR, VANISHES AWAY WHERE LOVE PREVAILS. It bringeth down the high looks of him who boasted in his strength, and maketh him as a little child, diffident of himself, willing to hear, glad to learn, easily convinced, easily persuaded, and whosoever is otherwise minded, let him give up all vain hope. He is puffed up, and so hath not love. 3. It remains to inquire, in what sense it can be said that, though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, yea, though I give my body to be burned, and have not love, it profiteth me nothing. The chief sense of the word is, doubtless this, that whatsoever we do, and whatsoever we suffer, if we are not renewed in the spirit of our mind, by the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost given unto us, we cannot enter into life eternal none can enter there unless in virtue of covenant which god hath given unto man in the son of his love but because general truths are less apt to affect us let consider one or two particulars with regard to which all we can do or suffer if we have not love profiteth us nothing and first all without this profiteth us not so as to make life happy nor secondly so as to make death comfortable in first without love nothing can so profit us as to make our lives happy by happiness i mean not a slight trilling pleasure that perhaps begins and ends in the same hour but such a state of well-being as contents the soul and gives it a stead lasting satisfaction but that nothing without love can profit us. As to our present happiness, will appear from this single consideration you cannot want it in any one single instance without pain, and the more you depart from it, the pain is the greater. Are you wanting in long-suffering? Then, so far as you fall short of this, you fall short of happiness. The more the opposite tempers anger, fretfulness, revenge prevail. The more unhappy you are, you know it, you feel it, nor can the storm be allayed, or peace ever return to your soul unless meekness, gentleness, patience, or in one word, love, take possession of it. Does any man find in himself ill will, malice, envy, or any other temper opposite to kindness? Then is misery there and the stronger the temper, the more miserable he is. If the slothful man may be said to eat his own flesh, much more the malicious or envious. His soul is the very type of hell, full of torment, as well as wickedness. He hath already the worm that never dieth, and he is hastening to the fire that never can be quenched. Only as yet the great gulf is not fixed between him and heaven. As yet, there is a spirit ready to help his infirmities who is still willing, if he stretch out his hands to heaven and bewail his ignorance and misery, to purify his heart from vile affections and to renew it in the love of God, and so lead him by present up to eternal happiness. Secondly, without love, nothing can make death comfortable. By comfortable i do not mean stupid or senseless i would not say he died comfortably who died by an apoplexy or by the shot of a cannon any more than he who having his conscience seared died as unconcerned as the beasts that perish neither do i believe that you would envy anyone the comfort of dying raving mad but by a comfortable death I mean a calm passage out of life, full of even rational peace and joy, and such a death, all the acting and all the suffering in the world cannot give without love. To make this still more evident, I cannot appeal to your own experience, but I may to what we have seen, and to the experience of others, and too, I have myself seen going out of this life in what I call a comfortable manner, though not with equal comfort. One had evidently more comfort than the other, because he had more love. I attended the first during a great part of his last trial, as well as when he yielded up his soul to God. He cried out, God thus chasten me with strong pain, but I thank him for all, I bless him for all, I love him for all. When asked not long before his release, are the consolations of God small with you? He replied aloud, No, no, no. Calling all that were near him by their names, he said, Think of heaven, talk of heaven. All the time is lost when we are not thinking of heaven. Now this was the voice of love. And so far as that prevailed, all was comfort, peace, and joy. But as his love was not perfect, so neither was his comfort. He had intervals of anger or fretfulness, and therein of misery, giving by both an incontestable proof that love can sweeten both life and death. So when that is either absent from or obscured in the soul, there is no peace or comfort there. It was in this place, that I saw the other good soldier of Jesus Christ grappling with his last enemy, death, and it was indeed a spectacle worthy to be seen of God and angels and men. Some of his last breath was spent in a psalm of praise to him, who was then giving him the victory In assurance whereof he began the triumph, even in the heat of battle, when he was asked, Hast thou the love of God in thy heart? He lifted up his eyes and hands and answered, Yes, yes, with the whole strength he had left. To one who inquired if he was afraid of the devil, whom he had just mentioned as making his last attack upon him, he replied, No, no, my loving Savior hath conquered every enemy. He is with me. I fear nothing. Soon after he said, THE WAY TO OUR LOVING SAVIOR IS SHARP, BUT IT IS SHORT, NOR WAS IT LONG BEFORE HE FELL INTO A SORT OF SLUMBER WHEREIN HIS SOUL SWEETLY RETURNED TO GOD THAT GAVE IT. HERE WE MAY OBSERVE WAS NO MIXTURE OF ANY PASSION OR TEMPER CONTRARY TO LOVE, THEREFORE THERE WAS NO MISERY, PERFECT LOVE, CASTING OUT WHATEVER MIGHT HAVE OCCASIONED TORMENT and whosoever thou art who hast the like measure of love, thy last end shall be like his. End of section 31 Recording by David Lotus